live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where we talk about your life, specifically your money, your relationships, your work. We want to give you a clear path that has hope and practical steps that you can turn your life around in any of those areas. It is a free phone call, 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, and Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. We are here for you. Let's go to Detroit, Michigan. Nicole is there. Nicole, how can we help? Hi, thank you for speaking with me today. You bet. So um, we have a 16-year-old daughter, and she got her license in august this year and we did the um gave recommendation we got her an inexpensive car and she paid for half and and that's all good so my question now is um michigan is sort of notoriously high for car insurance so we've got that and then obviously repairs and gas and things like that so what is um your program's recommendation for how to sort of what to have her pay for what we would pick up things like that as far as expenses um i don't think we really have a a hard and fast rule nicole with it i think it's going to depend maybe kid by kid by your you and your husband's financial situation Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of that kind of comes into play and the the whole idea of matching the car yeah it's just a great idea for the kids to have skin in the game saving up having a big purchase uh, that they're a part of and that they probably end up taking care of that car better than if it was just handed to them. Uh, so all of that goes into play. But when it comes to actually maintaining it, the car insurance, um, I, I honestly see, uh, Ken, I, you have teenagers, so I'll be curious what you what you think. But I think either path is okay. So there are some parents that are like, nope, it's up to you. You got to get a part-time job. You got to handle these expenses. Um it's gonna be your responsibility, mm-hmm. and I think there's I think there's good in that, but yeah. I also don't think you're harming your kid if you don't do that. So, for instance, Nicole, I'll say, growing up, my, my parents we had to pay for half of our car, and then they took care of all of what you said. They they took care of the car insurance okay. and the maintenance, and they opened up a checking account for us, and they gave us an amount of money. It was not a lot. <laughs> they claim it's the amount of money that it takes to like for you to be to for you to live as a teenager month to month on, on all of your extra stuff right whether it's hanging out with friends or gas mm. for your car all that and they put that dollar amount which i think they cut the number in half honestly because it was not a lot <laughs> in a checking account and Boy, we you're were not bitter at all no i, I still remember it because we all had to get jobs that we couldn't live off of that that amount of money they gave us every month right. like you had to go babysit you had to work oh, which sure. i think was part of the motivation yeah uh so we had we were in charge of gas when we went out with friends uh, school clothes like they had an expectation for us of here are the things that you have to pay for out of this account that will help fund some of it but you're responsible of managing that account you're not necessarily responsible for all the expenses in the financial side but you are responsible for managing it and like I said it wasn't a lot of money so if we wanted to hang out more with friends or go to more movies whatever we had to go work and make that money um, so there was still a level of responsibility and learning about money uh, as a 16, 17, 18 year old, but we weren't uh, responsible for having to pay for all the insurance and all the maintenance. And so I would say in that ends, which is the other side of the equation, I don't think we were 
damaged by it. Maybe some, maybe the American public would think otherwise. I mean, or, I don't think you're damaged. I just think you're holding Ken on would. to some bitter feelings you should probably talk with Dave about. You know, but, I remember yeah. it was like 150 bucks a month and I was like, well, yes. back then, that was a lot of money for a kid. I don't think you appreciate how much money that is back then. No, after I filled up my car, I remember I remember all of it. And I remember thinking, it was like the 17th of every month, and I'm like, I, I have no money. I have to I have to go babysit this weekend to earn any kind of money. So. Wah, wah. I know. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. I would agree with you, uh, Nicole. We're going to pay car insurance and maintenance, but I've told our kids, you're paying your gas. Because okay, I, so they're in okay. charge of their gas. They're in charge of gas. And the reason is, is because... Uh, this is expensive inflationary times, Ken Coleman. Get a job, <laughs> you know, or get your friend to pick she you has, up. She does have a part-time job at a dog kennel. She does work. Oh, no, no, no. I agree. I'm just talking about my... I'm just saying, I, I would <laughs> yeah. cover insurance and maintenance, but I am going to make my kids cover their gas. Because number one, they need to learn the cost of things like that. And, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you get to school, you get to work, anything outside of it, you know, you're paying gas. Period. I mean, you can't. You don't have any gas. You gotta go to work, and if you gotta go somewhere in the meantime, you got a friend to come pick you up. I, that's where I'm gonna I draw a hard great. line. Good for you. Pay for gas for crying out loud. Okay, if your kids, if they want to go out, do kids go to the movies these days? That was always like the thing we did. Yeah, they do. Okay, so if they want to go see a movie, what do they say? My kids? Yeah, they come to you. They go, hey, uh, I've been invited, or I want to go with a couple of my buddies to see it. And that begins the conversation. At which point, you know, it's like. So, where, how do they get? How do they pay for the movie? Um, out of their out of their account, they have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you, Unless, do you all fund those accounts at all, or it's strictly only the jobs that they have? We're still doing the chores. You do some basic things okay. around the house. Yep. We'll put a little money in there, okay. and there's the occasional like you know if they're in during a season of school or sports. So both my boys play football, so they can't do school and work and play football right now. You know, they really can't. And so it's limited. So at that wah, point. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it could work on a Saturday, but they're working out and everything. So, you know, we'll 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 fund some of those things. But that is based on again the chores around the house. Sure. And the room's sure. gotta be clean. You know? But yeah, and I think too, we can get we can get like very uh we can't because you and I are really healthy individuals. <laughs> but, Thank you for pointing that <laughs> other out. People, I'm just kidding. Thank you. That's so true. Can get very legalistic about every the little things, right? Whether it's like oh, they're yeah. gonna pay for cut this, this, is no, I mean, I'm not that the good. the overarching idea though is Meg Meeker always says it and I think it's a great quote. You're not just trying to raise good kids. You're trying to raise kids to become good adults. Right. So what am I teaching my sixteen year old? What does she or he need to know to be a successful adult later in life. So what are, and I think you can go about that all different ways. I think there's, I think there's a lot of different um, directions and angles. Pay for gas, don't pay for gas. Give them some money and let them work. Don't give them any money, make them all work. Like, I mean, it's all of it, but you're just trying to raise an adult. So it's like, here, let me, let me, that's the heart and the spirit behind it, Nicole. But you know, I'd say this, if, if, if one of my kids was rocking it, you know, and they had a great business and they started with teens and they had it going, and I, I saw how much money they're making. I'm going, okay, well, we're going to slide the insurance over your way now. I really would. I think it comes down to how much they're making. And then wow. they, they've got the responsibility. But I mean, I think that I really would. I think I would go, all right, you're killing it. You're crushing it. I you're able to handle this. I would not start a business if I was a Coleman child. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, no. No, they would be killing it. I'm going to handle it. But then the- I feel like you're kind of like... What, teaching the, them responsibility, punishing the ones that are being successful, and then the one that's not being the one that's not doing a business, you're going to just pay their insurance. Well, that's a fair point. Okay, there we go. Hey, look, <laughs> it's real time. You got me on that one. I'm just saying, like, 
the more successful they are and that they're crushing it, they need more responsibility. Yes. Like, I'm not going to just... continue to magnify That's, that's what fair. I was getting. I, I, but you great. got me. You backed me into a corner. <laughs> I don't know what's happening I right won now. the segment. Rachel won. Ken, zero. That's right. By the way, we are uh, looking forward to some calls. If you're in a dating relationship, okay, and you're having some tension around the money, we are going to help you. So uh, we'll take those calls on top of everything else. She is Rachel Cruz. I'm Kid Coleman. And this is The Ramsey Show. Back America, you are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Rachel Cruz, and we are here for you, taking your calls on money, life, work, relationships, uh, and we are uh, really, really hoping that we get a few more relationship calls. We've had so many relationship calls on the show today. Yes. And so we've said, all right, if you're in a dating relationship, Rachel and I want to take on a little the dating dynamics and money, because if you don't get that figured out in dating, and then you try to figure it out in marriage, it could be messy. So we'll take some it's of those calls on, along with other things. We'll see what happens. But first we go to uh, Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's uh, where Hurricane Ian just did so much oh, destruction. Yeah. Erica is on the line. Erica, how can we help? Hi. Nice to talk to you both today. Absolutely. Good to talk to you. Are, you. are you right there in ground zero? Um, We live pretty far inland okay. um, from the beaches. But so our home was spared, um, thank goodness. Oh, good. But we have lots of friends that did not Mm. um, make it the same. So Mm, lots of homes that are destroyed, lots of cars. um, So we're just trying to pick up all the pieces and just be there for everybody that we can. Oh, man, my goodness. I'm so glad you guys are okay. How can we help today? Thank you. Um, So just a question regarding um, building a new home in this current economy. Um, over the summer, we sold our home. Um, we did very well on it because we bought very low um, and kind of sold right at the time before things started to slow down a little bit. So we made almost $400,000 that we were able to pocket. So um, with that, we planned to build our dream home. My husband is an architect, and this has kind of always been our dream to um, move forward and do this. So we were we're in a rental. We were totally planning to move forward with that. And then the interest rates started to go up. And it just seems like the economy is just not um, really working with us very well right now. So we're just kind of scared. We are, we are debt free. Um, like I said, we're in a rental. We have about $300,000 cash right now going into this project. But we're both just kind of nervous and um, not sure if we should do it right now, but then also knowing if we wait, things could just get worse. Um, so just kind of looking for your opinion on that, just some wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you guys are in a unique um, situation, even with the hurricane. So tell me this, because I'm not, I'm not sure um, the answer to this question, but will builders, is there going to be, I would assume, a big influx of building because of the destruction that just happens. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to get busy. It's been really busy around here, um, okay. you know, for the past several years. And then with COVID, you know, supplies are definitely on back order. So we had totally anticipated this taking longer than normal. Yeah. Um, but so, the hur- you know, but, we're prepared for that. But the current destruction, right. though, like just again within this, the, the last few days, uh, does that play a big factor in the economy there in Florida? Um, we aren't exactly sure. I mean, definitely our um, our beaches and our area bring a lot of money in during seasons. So I'm not sure how that's going to look this What's year. What's the price point um, of the well, home? Well, I was thinking for builders, though. Like, I'm just thinking if you're going to go, yeah. if guys are going to build, is there like a big influx of builders? I, I, I'm saying all that to say yeah. because yeah. it's all around supply and demand. I agree. And right. if the demand is high, which it has been over the past few years, um, you know, nationwide, uh, the demand has been high to build. Uh, but supply has been down. That's obviously what caused the prices to go up. And what we're seeing now is the right. demand has lowered and the supply is actually kind of catching up. So my answer to you right. uh, in general would be, I would feel good around spring to go ahead and start yeah. and start building around spring because you, we keep seeing the with the supply and the numbers with lumber and everything, it's getting better and better and better. That's right. Uh, lumber and, is actually back down. Yeah, uh, so but, you're you're gonna be in a good position. I just didn't know how much of a of a hurricane that destroys a whole right. city. How much that will yeah. will will. I don't think anybody knows right now, Erica. How much? Yeah. Uh, what were you guys targeting as as to the price of this house that you would build? Um, our current budget on it is about eight hundred fifty thousand. Um, we think that we can do it for at that or less. Okay, and you got? Um, are you planning to put three hundred k down? We, we are planning to put down more than that. Um, oh. Since we are renting and we're debt-free, we're able to save um, a ton of money right now. And you have now. that 400000 so from to, your home, correct, that you sold? Right, well, yeah. Yeah, but we paid off some debt. We paid off the land that we own um, okay. with that. Yeah, so you got so three hundred k cash, and then you're going to yeah. put more. So here, I'm, I just want to take on what you asked, which was uh, the interest rates, economies, I play with this. I wouldn't wait very long because I don't know that the interest rate situation is going to fluctuate a whole bunch. I mean, we're hearing uh, in the news the last couple of days that the Fed is expected now, and again, nobody knows this, but the people that watch this are expecting the Fed to raise rates by another half point. Now, that's not directly tied to mortgage rates, but you don't know what mortgage rates are going to do. And so sitting right. around, sitting around, it's not like the stock market watching it like that. I think we're out of a period of those crazy low interest rates. I, I don't know how long it will be if we or if ever we'll see stuff in the, the twos or threes again. So my point is, and you're such a strong cash position and you have no debt, I'm not disagreeing with Rachel in spring, but I'm going, if you guys have that big of a down payment and you guys are disciplined financially, I wouldn't just sit around and watch the mortgage rates. We just don't know what's going to happen. Anybody that tells you any different is crazy. Right. So I yeah. would move forward. And that's forward. what we've talked about, right? Yeah, but it's, it's just, you know, there's so many different factors, being that my husband um, designs homes for a living. You know, if, if nobody's building homes anymore because interest rates have gone up, you know what I mean? So it's just we're kind of in that unique position of who knows what the next two years is going to hold. Yeah, and that's you know, going to be will a, his income be the same. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will his income be yeah. affected because of it? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, Does where you guys any- are though, I I still what I would move forward. Maybe give it a few months uh, just to save up some more money and let yeah. the supply catch up even more over the next few months and let the demand keep going down. Because you're just going to get better prices is what's going to end up happening. Right. Yeah. And For do you sure. see any yeah. evidence that 
that his job is in jeopardy? Does he see any signs, or is this just you kind of worrying and looking at the headlines? Um, no, not currently. He he does very well for himself. He just started his own company almost two years ago. Um, so he does very well. His income varies, but is somewhere around two hundred and fifty to 300000 awesome. So we're in a really great position. Yep. Um, we just want to be as smart as we possibly can be because yeah. this has been our dream and we don't want to make a bad decision and then have to sell. Yeah, no, um, I don't. You, know, this house. you are too smart to do that, to make a bad decision. I think Rachel's advice is great. Yeah, and, Erica, uh, if you called us and you're like, we got $4,000 and 300000 in student loans and all of this, right? Like, yeah. we get some of those calls. We're like, you don't need to buy a house right now. Yeah. But Erica, you guys are in the part. You're it. I mean, you've, you've literally done exactly what we teach. And at that point, that's that's a little bit of the rule of thumb of don't look at what the market's doing. Look at what you're doing. Yeah. And are you guys in a position to do it? So if you wait a little bit longer, again, a few months, I think we're going to continue to see supply go back up. Demand's going to kind of continue to go back down. It's been really, it's been a soft real estate market here for the last little bit. Uh, And I don't think it's going to pop back up anytime soon. So uh, yeah, I would wait a few more months and then I would, I would do it. I'd move forward. Yeah. Thanks for the call. I do think you're going to see a lot of people. Well, well, we'll see, but are people going to slow down at buying homes as we come into the midterm elections to see what's going on? You know, are they watching Mm -hmm. what the feds going to do? Um, it should be very interesting, but to you know, there are still a lot of homes available in the United States. So if you just look at how many homes are still available, what a healthy supply is, uh, there are a lot, but 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 it's not as many as you would they want to see in a healthy supply. So still, there's some markets that are softening in prices, but overall, you know, it's not the big bubble that everybody said might happen, and yeah. that's a good sign. So yeah. it'd be very interesting to see. But you're right, builders aren't building at the rate that they need to be, that we would like to see. So more builders building. Um, but my heart's uh, just heavy thinking about the pictures that we've seen the last week in yeah. Fort Myers, beautiful Terrible. coastal area, and just flattened. Um, and uh, so glad that um, that she and her family are okay. My goodness. Well, good hour. Uh, it's not a done hour. It's a good half hour, actually. See, I just you're not, lost you're track not done. of time. You're about to leave we the still studio. Have, we still have two more segments <laughs> to go, do. folks, which means you could still get in. This is The Ramsey Show. America, you are joining the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Rachel Cruz. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Logan in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Logan, how can we help? Hi. Um, so my girlfriend and I, oh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, my girlfriend and I are both in school, and currently we are saving up to buy a house. Um, we also, at the same time, are both wanting to start our own small businesses. And at the same time, we're trying to get married or we want to get married and we want to do all these different things. And my question is, is what should I prioritize on doing first or should I multitask? No, you're trying to do too much. 
and I love it. You guys got big dreams, but um, you know uh, there are seasons, and and you got too much going on, Rachel. I feel like first thing we ought to be focused on is getting married. Yeah, how old are you guys, Logan? Uh, we are both. Or she's twenty one, and I'm twenty. Okay, awesome. Um, how long have you guys been together? We've been together for three years. Okay, and so you're it. I mean, for each other. This is a done oh, deal. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I like I'm not, that. Logan knows. Logan. Okay. Hey, it, it, when, when were you thinking you were going to get married before you called with all three of these 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 plates spinning? Um. Honestly, out of all the three plates, I am. Mo- I think it's the easiest one to do is to get married. So that is on the back burner, in my opinion. Oh. Or my schedule. Why? Well, um, I feel like getting married. Well, so what's easier, getting married or getting a house? Well, getting a house, you have to have money. Getting married, all you have to do is go down to the courthouse. Finishing school is a lot dif- more difficult than I think saving up money for a house, in my opinion. Um, I, I just think that it's a lot easier to to uh, get married. That's a very interesting logic. I, I, I would put it first on the list. I mean, you know that she's the one. You were certain about that. Are you guys in school? Yes. How much longer do you guys have till you graduate? She has about, I think, till December, so just a couple months, and okay. I have about two years left. Okay. Uh, what's she going to be doing after school, job-wise? Well, our goal, our goal is to her to start her own business that's an at-home daycare. An at-home daycare. Okay. Yeah, that's what we really want. That's what she really wants. Okay. Um, and is that is that feasible to cash for just her? Because you guys aren't married. So for her, that December's coming. I mean, that's in 90 days. So mm-hmm. in January, does she have the money for insurance? Does she have an LLC? Does she, does she, has she been doing her work to open up a business? Does she have the money to do that? Because that's a very expensive liability business that she's about to walk into Mm -hmm. so is she prepared for all of that yeah um we have saved up a lot of money no not Um, we logan wait 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 hold on you guys aren't married so there's no we Mm -hmm. you have money she has money so how much has she saved up for her business okay so she has around ten thousand dollars saved up and i have around fifteen thousand dollars saved up okay so together i I know it's uh, presumptuous to talk before we are married about having things together. It is. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, but yet you keep doing okay. it. Okay. So so we're going to keep it separate just for the fun of the conversation. You know, you called us. You know, we're just going to, we're going to walk down this path. Okay. Yeah. So Bye. you got, so, so she has $10,000. Does she have any debt? No, we, neither of us have debt. Okay. So she does not have car loans, student loans, credit cards, nothing. Correct. Okay. And how much will it take for her to open up? a home daycare business in January? Around $3,000. Hmm. Really? Seems a little low, Logan, for me. For the insurance. Well, we already have a for, lot of things. Okay, well, okay, so, well, okay, so what do y'all have? Well, we have all the different furniture that she would need, like the cots and the chairs, and she already has inventory, like uh, different books, um, and a lot of the cost for the at-home daycare is like um, the the fixed cost. So I guess the variable cost you purchase on like a monthly basis, like food, um, and the the insurance is expensive. Um, but 
uh, what do we call it? And does uh, she get a business license? I'm, and has she opened up an LLC? Is she, you know, or is she going to be a freelancer? Is she going to do a 1099? Is she going to do a W-2? Like, does she have all of that worked out? I have a question. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, no, you're great. You're, you're. I'm d- digging into. No, no. And it <laughs> goes in here. Doesn't this imply, Logan, that she has a house to be able to do the said home-based daycare in? And you have no home? Yes. So where's yes. the home at in this well, equation? Currently. Currently, and this is this is the main reason that I called. Currently, we live um, inside of a rental property that my stepdad owns, rent free. Okay, but where would the daycare be in January? As Rachel was walking through this, where would the daycare be in your in dad's our, rental? Correct. Where's dad at in this whole equation? Because he owns the home. Mm. Um. Well, the original idea for us moving into the rental is so that I could help him fix up the place and so that we could save up money to uh, buy our own home. And that is what we've been doing thus far. Okay. Um, But since we're both almost done with school, we both really want to start working towards starting our own business. Great. Totally. totally. that's That's the best thing I've heard in this call is we want to work towards it. Um, I'm not trying to squish your dreams, Logan. No. Uh, I, no. Okay, because here, here's the reality. Let me just paint you. Let me paint you a picture, Logan. Let's just pretend for a second. Mm-hmm. If we were in Rachel's world, let's pretend. I like this. She graduates in December. She goes and she's a full time nanny somewhere. She gets the experience of working with a family, or she works for a preschool somewhere where she doesn't have liability. Okay, so she's she is not attached to something long term. I'm getting a fist pump from Ken Coleman, just so you know, Logan. So 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 she's doing this. She's making an income. She's working. You're working your way through school. You guys can get get married. Okay, I I'm not a fan of living together before marriage. If you guys know that this is it, I'm not. And I got married at 21. I was young. So and it's it's been a wonderful 13 years with Winston Cruz. So I I'm fine with people getting married young. Some people have an issue with it. I don't. Uh, if you guys know that you're it so so i would have her graduate her start working you guys together then get married next spring because or whenever right this is rachel's world so let's pretend you get married in the spring Mm -hmm. plan a wedding between now uh four or five months you guys get married small wedding it's wonderful you guys move out of stepdad's home to your own place and you rent an apartment for a little bit. You guys get steady, you finish school, you guys are saving, she's working, you're working part-time, you graduate in two years, and then we see where we're at. Because opening a business where you you could, it just adds a level of factors, Logan, for you guys uh, that I just mm-hmm. don't think is wise starting out. I don't think rushing into a home, uh, your first year of marriage is wise. I don't think opening two businesses that you guys kind of think you know but you don't even have a place to do it is really wise i would really work on yourselves <laughs> i sound like a therapist mm-hmm. uh in your marriage and and build a really solid foundation relationally and financially and then uh after you graduate you guys get your money together put a great down payment on a great starter home move into your house uh, and then look to see from there, okay, what cash do we have to start one of these businesses? Because I know you have a business you want to start. She has one that she wants to start. And and, mm-hmm. and and let me tell you, and in three years, Logan, life is going to look a whole lot different than it is right now. So a lot of which, that's Rachel's world. Can, I, I endorse Rachel's <laughs> world. I'm living in Rachel's world. I'm the mayor and I like it. Okay, here's the deal. Logan, um, you guys have a great vision. You've got some mountaintops, and I applaud you for that. You're young, and that's a good thing. You cannot climb a mountain overnight. This is a journey, and I just want you to have some patience, and it's really hard to have patience. 
So in no way mm-hmm. am I dampening where you're at, but my friend, there is a season for everything. Rachel just laid out a completely beautiful plan. And if you just are patient, you're going to be able to experience and live all of those dreams out. I promise. Cause yep. you're not in la la land. You're a sharp young man. You'll look up at 26 and y'all will be freaking killing it. I mean, seriously. And that's still young. But yes, have the patience. Build a strong foundation under you guys, first and foremost, before you rush into anything. Here's the other thing. You never know what's going to happen in the next three weeks, much less the next three years. Um, And so you guys are going to get there. Hang on one step at a time and you're going to get there. Great stuff. Rachel's world. You got to get a t-shirt. We should. Yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Rachel Cruz. Thrilled to have you with us today. Our scripture of the day is Proverbs 12, 17. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. Our quote of the day from Robin Williams, but in character, apparently. This well, is I a twist. That, I saw that and I thought, is that real? But it is. Did you Here ever you see Mrs. Doubtfire? I owned it in a VHS tape. Oh, Ken well, Coleman. that's very nice. Uh, this is uh, Mrs. Doubtfire as played by the incomparable Robin Williams. I admire that honesty, Natalie. That's a noble quality. Never lose that because it often disappears with age or entering politics. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, Mrs. Doubtfire. That's great. (laughs) I tried to do, I was trying to think of the the little coup that he did as her voice. What was the name? Ooh, Natalie. God, that was such a good movie. It was a great movie. Man, I need to go back and rewatch that one again. Fantastic character. Sally Fields, man. Yeah, yeah. And who wouldn't do that? What dad wouldn't do that to be close to his kids? So there you go. Natalie, uh, excuse me, uh, Natalie's in the character. Nick, actually. (laughs) Wow, words and and everything's hard for me in this last hour. I don't know what's going on. Nick is on the line in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nick, how can we help? Hi, um, thank you for taking my call. I'm just calling. I just got married three days ago. Oh, Oh, congratulations. Please hold on a second. You're not calling us from the honeymoon, are you? <laughs> no, it actually did. I'm at work, and we didn't take a honeymoon. All right, very oh. good, very good. <laughs> good for y'all. Um, but anyway, um, so we are looking to buy a home right now. We're both living at my parents, and we're looking to buy a home. And I guess we're kind of, or I'm more wondering why, um, if we're gonna planning on selling it like in five years, why not just do a thirty year right now instead of fifteen? Why? Why would you sell it in five? Well, I figure this this would just be a starter home. I'm actually a carpenter, so I'd like to build my next home um, in a few years. Obviously, like I said, five to seven years, something like that. Um, so I'd like to sell it, like kind of fix it up and then flip it almost. Okay. Um, well, my my first piece of advice, Nick, you didn't ask for this, but if I were you guys, I wouldn't just rush into a home. I mean, you guys got married three days ago. So yeah. part of me would say, hey, for the next six, seven, eight months, I would move out of your parents' and mm-hmm. go rent somewhere even if it's a six-month lease at an apartment or something just to for you guys to have your own space build your own world uh something just happens when and i understand people moving back home to save money i mean people do it for lots of reasons uh but there's just something to be said about having the dignity of 
you know, when you open the refrigerator, you, you guys got to decide who's going to go to the store to get food. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just these day-to-day decisions that I think are um, really important for a newlywed couple to walk through. So that would be my first piece of advice is go rent somewhere. And then do you guys have any consumer debt? Uh, nope. We are completely debt-free. Awesome. Do you guys have some money saved? Uh, yeah, we have combined $61,000 in the bank. Oh, amazing, wow, fantastic. Nick. Great job. So we use some of that, I guess, for your down payment? Yeah, we were looking at, we just were doing the numbers yesterday. I think having an $11,000 emergency fund, 5000 left over for other stuff. So I don't know what that is like. Yeah. $38,000 down payment, and then there's like closing costs and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's awesome, Nick. Well, well done on running your numbers. Um, yeah, so with a 30-year mortgage, like I understand some people say, well, we're going to just pay it like a 15, or we're going to pay more on it, uh, or we're in this time frame, but... And for me personally, I would still go ahead and do the 15 year because you're going to be building equity within that, uh, be paying more on the principal, um, and you're gonna you're gonna have more when you sell, and you never know what's going to happen. You know, you guys may be in there longer than you right. than you even expect. So our rule of thumb always is a 15 year fixed rate, uh, with your payment being no more than 25 percent of your take home pay. Right, and I guess. Um the reason I'm asking this is I'd like to do 15, but with our income, we have about a 20% down payment um, for houses that we're looking at. And with our income, we uh, aren't at that 25% with a 15 year. Well, okay. So then what house would you be able to get with it being in that 25%? Well, that's like, if we did a 30 year, our payment would be like, no, I know, I know. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying then at that point, it ends up being just too much house because if we always again we do the math in that formula right. of the 15 years okay. so so if you're calling us we're going to always advise you that way uh so that would mean that you would just have to get get a different house okay that makes sense yeah okay probably not what you wanted to hear nick but that's what i would say and and again houses like they're um they're a big part of our world uh it's where it's a very personal purchase it's a personal part of our lives it's where you raise your kids it's where you eat dinner it's where you have your first marriage fight at the kitchen table right like i mean like all this stuff your house is is a very um intimate part of your lives and so i just don't want it to take over nick and that's why we always and we're i know i understand it's a conservative formula that we use but it's the one where just where your house doesn't have you and ends up being a burden. Yeah, and I think because you are, as a carpenter, want to build your own home one day, I would rent a little bit longer, and and, and I would rent that entire time. I really would to be saving. Oh, and not money. even buy. I would not buy. Yeah. I would wait, save up. You've proven that you saved. I think the goal here initially was, well, let me go buy a house, flip it, make some more money to fast forward everything. But again, uh, I just think that it brings in all kinds of risk. You never know what's going to happen. And I, I agree with you. I, I'd sit tight. Actually, I would rent and save, 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 and build the house that you want to build. Mm. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, Alex is up in San Bernardino, California. Alex, how can we help? Hi. 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 Uh, so my goal is to be a DJ. I'm 20 years old. I live with my parents. And I'm currently going to college. And I just want to drop out. Do you think I should man up and finish college? Or do you think I should get a job, move out, and rent? Okay. What would you drop out to do? If you dropped out today, what uh, would be just, the plan? I've uh, worked at Amazon. For what purpose? Just to stop going to class? 
Yeah, and just uh, what are you pursuing right now? Music. What path are you on in college? What major? Uh, marketing. And you have no desire to do that. Not really. I'm not really into college. Well, I get it. For school. So what's a full time yeah. What's a full time DJ going to make? I I don't know. I'm sorry, that's a serious question. <laughs> what's that What's that possibility look like? Hmm. That's true. I turned 21 soon, so I'm going to try to apply for clubs near my area. But So you don't I should, know. I should look at that, yeah. Okay, so here's the point. I don't. We don't drop out of anything into nothing, right? So I, mm-hmm. I totally get that you're not into college. Believe me, dude, I don't have a degree. I couldn't stay in college either. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But to drop out to nothing just to go to amazon without knowing what the plan is let's say you do that okay you drop out you go Mm -hmm. work at amazon that's honorable you're making money whatever okay but you have no idea Mm -hmm. what a path to being a successful dj looks like and then you look into it and you go oh i I, it's not as uh lucrative or as exciting as i thought it was once i actually dug in so now what yeah what i'd rather you do is sit tight have some discipline okay and then what I would mm-hmm. do is I would start hanging out with guys that are DJs. I would start, you know, uh, if you got to work, you know, behind the bar or something like that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just to get around DJs. You're not even 21. You probably can't even do that. The point is you get in, you get mm-hmm. in close proximity to DJs for real and really understand, yeah. like, what do you make? What do you make on a weekend? Because there's a difference between a DJ and a high-end club in South Beach and the DJ yeah. – in you know sheboygan wisconsin i mean it's just different are you Mm -hmm. want to dj weddings i mean you gotta know what you're dealing with it's Mm -hmm. true you gotta know i know alex listen if i were you i would i would stick out college okay i know it's 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 a drag not just to stick it out no but when you when you graduate and you have a college degree you are there is a marketable sense that he will have if he wants to go into something else. If he wants to go into business one day or something like, all right, it's fun. there. I think that that's a. I think it's a. I do personally. My point is, figure out the future. Yeah, and and I wouldn't just. I would not. I wouldn't drop out right now. Alex. Not right I really now. Wouldn't. No. I want to know what a path to being that's a DJ looks good. like. Yeah. And if it's not successful, what else is out there? Yeah. But stay put until mm-hmm. you figure it out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. All right. There you go. Thanks for the call, Alex. I need to learn more about your, the DJ. I was, I was about to say your. Your knowledge, though, is sweeping. Well, I've been to some nice clubs down in uh, Miami, and uh, that's a whole different ballgame. They're flying these guys and gals over from Europe. I know these things. She is Rachel Cruz. I'm Kent Coleman. Hey, thanks to everybody in the booth. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. It's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream.